0: Love, talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is political blogger Ken Cruley. He's from Buffalo, and he's going to give us background information on Kathy Hochul and her uh, her uh, what she's done before she's become governor. So, Ken, um, Kathy Hochul has been around for a little, a little bit, and I remember when she ran the, um, she won the special election for Congress. Was she right. involved in politics before her congressional run?
1: Uh, actually, for a long time, yes. Uh, I'm sure her history is that. Uh, Uh, She first got involved in elected politics uh, in the early 90s. Uh, She was elected to the the Hamburg, New York town board uh, and served there for for 14 years as a member of the town board. Uh, And then uh, after that, uh, while she was on the town board, uh, she actually... Uh, Succeeded me in a position of first deputy county clerk in Erie County, Uh, I moved on to a position at a college and and uh, Dave Swartz, who was the county clerk at the time, appointed Kathy uh, to be the first deputy. Then uh, Spitzer got elected governor. uh, Swartz got made uh, the motor vehicle commissioner and Hockel became the uh, acting clerk and then won an election as Erie County clerk. Uh, So. She uh she went from town board to Erie County Clerk. Uh, there was a, a vacancy in uh local congressional uh, seat in two thousand eleven. Uh, there was a little scandal involving uh, a one term congressman Chris Lee. Uh he resigned. Uh Hochul ran for Congress in two thousand eleven and as you noted uh, was elected to uh, to Congress that year. Uh she uh uh, the following year, the districts were reapportioned uh, and the district she wound up in was the most conservative uh, uh, Republican district in the state of New York. And she ran a very uh, hard race. She came very, very close to winning, but she lost to uh, Chris Collins, who uh, served for several years before he went down in the scandal. Uh, after her time in Congress, she... Uh, she worked for M&T Bank and Government Relations for a couple of years, and then uh, Governor uh, Cuomo uh, selected her as his running mate for Lieutenant Governor, of course, in
0: 2014. So she's been involved in elected office for quite some time. So you right. believe, is it your belief that she has the background to win her first term on on her own merits as governor in the state of New York?
1: I think she's got a great background, better than any other potential candidate, uh, serving uh, in all levels of government as a town council member for uh, 14 years, uh, serving in Congress, uh, serving as lieutenant governor. Uh, So she's got experience there. Uh, and uh, as she spent a lot of time moving around, particularly as a lieutenant governor all around the state, has developed a lot of contacts, uh, supporters, as it's now turning out, uh, around the state for uh, to the run, her run for governor. Uh, and uh, she's a, uh, a professionally, uh, she's an attorney, uh, but she is Uh, only practiced uh, briefly a long, long time ago, and most of her work has been in government. She's uh, totally committed to the work that she does in whatever position she's uh, in, and I think she's been uh, fairly effective. She knows the players. She knows the issues, and I think she's uh, 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 eminently qualified to to run for governor uh, in 2022.
0: There's a... um upstate downstate schism in the state of new york and i've spoken to a couple of uh friends who think that a person running for governor has to have the downstate democratic party right you know shown up for them And since Kathy Hochul is upstate, and now that Tish James has jumped into the fray, and she's downstate, do you think that Tish James can take the window out of Kathy Hochul's sales by being a downstater and having the support of many of the uh, Democratic parties in the different boroughs?
1: Well, uh, in the last uh, election in 2018, uh, Hopel had a primary for Lieutenant Governor. She carried three out of the five boroughs. Uh, so uh, she right. has had experience there running on her own in, in primaries statewide and the and votes in New York City. Uh, James certainly starts out with an advantage, uh, having been a city councilman and public advocate in New York City. Uh, and so uh, that... I suppose, works to some advantage. Uh, I don't see James as the sort of political character or person, persona that, uh, say, Eliot Spitzer was or or even Andrew Cuomo. And I think that uh, she's certainly a, a formidable candidate, uh, but uh, not a uh, someone who's going to just totally dominate the scene. The other part of the, the, the thing, though, is that there's some other ambitious uh, New York city folks, uh, including uh, Jermaine Williams and uh, Bill de Blasio, uh, a a, a candidate or two potentially from the suburbs, Tom Swasey, Steve Ballone. Uh, And so Mm -hmm. uh, the vote down in New York city could get divided a couple of ways. And, and so uh, Hochul has a, has a decent chance. She's, the governor has been for a couple months, is going to be right through the election, has the opportunity to make news every single day, uh, has the opportunity to provide funding for people and work uh, to help uh, with various issues around the state. And so uh, being the incumbent, even though she arrived at it in an awkward way, uh, is, is of uh, some substantial advantage, regardless of the upstate, downstate situation
0: so being an upstater um do you think that is that's going to hinder her candidacy, and then we'll get into the, this year's um um legislative session, so being a upstater overall, you do not think that will hurt her
1: no, not at all. Not at all, I think. You know, okay. I think uh, the people, the voters have to decide who's going to be the best governor. Uh, uh, even if in New York City, if you look at, live in Brooklyn or live in Manhattan, uh, does uh, one borough uh, disqualify the other? I don't think so. I'd like to think that Erie County is still a part of the state of New York, uh, and uh, I, I don't think that that's of any any uh, concern at all for Hochul.
0: So come Come January, Kathy Hochul is going to have a lot on her plate. She'll be doing her first state of the state message. There will be a legislative (laughs) session that she will be dealing with. And at the same time, right around the corner from that, there's going to be the petition process. And in June, there'll, there'll be a primary for governor. Do you think that Kathy Hogel has the wherewithal to do all those things, juggle all those plates and come out ahead?
1: Uh, absolutely. Uh, um, but frankly, uh, what choice does she have? That's the role of the governor who's a candidate for for office. Um, um, but you also left, left out one thing, which is that the, the state party will have their uh, nominating convention uh, in February, uh, she already has the support of Jay Jacobs, the state chairman. Um, the, uh, yeah. He is the chairman of Nassau County. The chairman of Suffolk County is is with Hochul. Uh, there's 10 or 12 Western New York counties that have already supported Hochul. There's a, a dozen or more in the northern or central parts of the state. And so I, I think that it's a very good possibility that when they get to the nominating convention uh, that Uh, Hochul will have a a majority of the vote. That doesn't make her the party candidate, uh, but it certainly gives her a running start. And I I would think that she has a pretty decent chance of being the uh, nominee of the party coming out of the convention. Uh, Whether uh, Tish James qualifies with 25% of the convention vote, I think she probably would. Uh, Whether anybody else could, I I don't know. And that's where the petitions start after, after the convention. But Uh, If you're selected and nominated at the party convention, you don't have to go through the process of circulating petitions.
0: So if Tish James gets 25% of the weighted vote at a convention, then she doesn't have to go through the the petition process? Is that what you're saying? That's
1: correct. Yes, that's correct. As well as the the person who gets a majority of the vote.
0: Do you know where the convention will be held this year? Uh, No, I
1: don't know where it's scheduled.
0: Okay. Okay. So um, I think it's going to be a a pretty interesting year. So when uh, Kathy Hochul was uh, the county clerk and in Congress, can you – tell us a little bit about the legislation that she supported and how it meant to her district. Well, uh, when she was in Congress,
1: uh, she served on the House Armed Services Committee and the Homeland Security Committee. Uh, she traveled to Afghanistan and, and met with military leaders over there, focusing Congress uh, in, those, in the period she was there which uh, was uh, involving job creation and, and a lot of uh, uh, economic development stuff. Uh, she uh, worked uh, to help veterans. So, uh, she was only in Congress for about a year and a half because she replaced the uh, the one disgraced uh, Republican and was followed by an, another Republican who eventually was disgraced. Um, but uh, in her term in office, which was brief, she was involved in a lot of issues with the military and, and uh, also other economic development issues. So I, I think that gives her a, a nice federal perspective on thing, uh, things. It's not like someone who was in Congress for... 10 years or 20 years or something like that, but Mm -hmm. you you have to combine that with her experience in the town and with county government and then also with the state.
0: Now, I remember reading when she was uh, the county clerk, there was an issue about driver's license for undocumented people coming into the state. Can you share your information on that?
1: she was against uh, doing that, and she challenged Governor Spitzer at the time about it uh, there was it was kind of a, a substantial back and forth uh, many other counties in upstate New York took the same position uh, she since uh, reversed it uh, her position and he's got a, a different uh, view of the whole thing and uh, I, I don't have the details of what what she's done since then, uh, but it it was an issue when when she was the Erie County clerk.
0: So, uh, on the political spectrum, how would you rate Kathy Hochul? A centrist to the right of being a centrist or to the left of being a centrist?
1: I think she's a a centrist uh, to the left. Uh, She's not uh the uh, far left which uh, sometimes dominates certain uh, districts in uh, New York state um mm-hmm. geez, and much more of a moderate uh uh moderates uh, sell well in upstate they sell well on long island and uh, westchester uh and uh, even in new york city where uh there was as you know a uh, highly contested uh, race for uh, for mayor of new york city and the candidate that was more moderate uh, wound up winning a, by a, a decent amount of votes. So I, I, I think uh, she's moderate, uh, leaning uh, to the left. Uh, and uh, that's consistent, I think, with a, a whole lot of voters, uh, even in the Democratic Party in New York State.
0: So do you think she's kind of similar to Cuomo's? Uh, political philosophy or she's a little less of Cuomo's political philosophy? Uh,
1: well, uh, Cuomo was kind of a chameleon who kind of moved around from issue to issue. Uh, he liked to play games with the uh, Republicans in the state Senate when it served his purpose. I, I think that uh, uh, Kathy is, is more of a... Uh, a, a realist about what the voters are interested in doing, uh, and she's also willing to listen to people, which is something that the previous governor wasn't always doing. Uh, so, uh, I, I as, as to the, the uh, spectrum thing, uh, Andrew Cuomo sometimes was very, very progressive and sometimes was uh, heading in, in the opposite direction substantially. Uh, I, I think, uh, Hope will. Has generally been much more to the to the center of gravity in the in the political situation.
0: I know uh, three years ago, when Cuomo ran for his third term, he was trying to get Kathy Hochul to not run with him that time, and he was urging Kathy Hochul to run for Congress again. Do you remember the congressional seat that he wanted Kathy Hochul to run for?
1: The same seat that that uh, that she lost in when she ran in 2012, the most heavily Republican seat in uh, in the state of New York. That was the seat that he was uh, pushing her to do, but but she stood her ground and she on the ticket she won her primary and and then uh, got another term as lieutenant governor uh, but it, the congressional seat that Cuomo was trying to push her into was was uh, probably the most challenging of any in the state of New York uh, and uh, and she she wasn't wasn't biting on the proposition
0: before all the scandals that hit Cuomo uh, there was talk that he had told Kathy Hope Hochul- that he didn't want her to run again with him. And I guess he wanted her maybe to run for Congress. Um, What what do you say to that? Did did he really dislike her or that she wasn't suited for him? Why do you think there was a... a, uh, a fracture between Cuomo and hopeful.
1: Well, oh, I, I don't think that there's any secret that they were never very close. And uh, uh, if you go back in the history of Lieutenant Governors, and I've, I've observed various uh, versions of that over the years, uh, it's uh, other than Stan Lundin with Mario Cuomo, uh, it's hard to find a Lieutenant Governor who really uh, – was uh, closely connected with the governor, I, and so I, uh, there was talk about that the governor wanted uh, uh, someone who was uh, uh, more liberal or progressive uh, as a lieutenant governor candidate to protect his own interests. Uh, I don't know what what was in his head, uh, but uh, whether uh, that how that would have turned out if he was still running for governor next year and she was still the lieutenant governor, I. I don't know. Uh, she she backed him down 20, in 2018 and stayed on the right. ticket, right. Uh, and she won a primary. Whether uh, that would happen again next year if he were still governor,
0: who knows? So given the fact that Cuomo did not want her to run again with him, if he had run for a fourth term, and he ultimately stepped down and she uh, became the governor, would you – would you say that she is an accidental governor? What you, how would you phrase it?
1: No, I, well, I I think that the uh, accidental governor is probably somewhat of a description. That's what happens when when someone steps into an office that they that they uh, weren't elected to because of uh, a scandal or some other serious issue that involved the uh, the incumbent. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, uh, she, uh, Lyndon Johnson was an accidental president. Harry Truman was. Uh, uh, those things uh, occur from time to time. Uh, the it, question becomes then how well can the person perform uh, and uh, how serious they are as a candidate. We have an example, of course, in New York State uh, when Elliot Spitzer resigned in uh, March of 2008 and uh, Lieutenant Governor mm-hmm. David Patterson moved up to be governor. And uh, I think uh, Governor Patterson uh, did uh, a lot of uh, good work, uh, but he was overwhelmed by the, uh, by the uh, Cuomo juggernaut that was hanging over his shoulder, uh, Cuomo being the attorney general at the time. Uh, uh, but uh, for that reason, uh, Patterson's uh, opportunity to, to get started and run a campaign for governor never really got off the ground. Uh, I think that Hochul is approaching this considerably different than, than Governor Patterson did.
0: Yeah. Things are changing in Albany by the day. And I had read recently, well, Chris Churchill wrote a, uh, uh editorial in the Albany Times Union just the other day and said that there was a possibility Cuomo would will jump back in a race for governor given the fact that what's going on right now um, he's under a black cloud again. Do you think there's a possibility that Cuomo might become a candidate for governor?
1: I don't know. I don't know what's in his head. I, I think it would be kind of bizarre uh, I, I think that uh, uh, no matter what he thinks about the experience, the public has kind of made up its mind. Uh, the governor, mm-hmm. uh, Governor Cuomo, did uh, many good things, but they're overshadowed by other things that I think would uh, kind, of, kind of come to the, to the fore. And then strictly um, on a political view of the whole thing. Uh, if, if he were uh, a candidate uh, next year in the Democratic primary,
0: uh, I
1: would think that would probably work to uh, Kathy Hochul's political advantage, because uh, A, it would be another candidate from New York City, and B, it would highlight the fact that they weren't particularly close when she was his lieutenant. So uh, mm-hmm. I who knows what uh, Governor, Governor Cuomo will do? I, I kind of think at the end of the day, uh, he'll realize it's a futile exercise uh, and figure out something else to do. But I I, I, I think that uh, it's probably unlikely.
0: So since you uh, serve back-to-back with Kathy Hochul, then you know her as a person. Uh, Reports say that she's very likable. Would that be accurate?
1: It's completely accurate. Uh, Kathy is a very friendly and sociable person. Uh, She, uh, as far as politics and uh, public positions, she's not afraid to take strong positions. We've been seeing some of that on on the vaccine issues. Uh, But in terms of uh, personality, one-on-one, small groups, uh, she's uh, amazing as far as her ability to uh, work a crowd and to to get uh, one-on-one conversations going with people. Uh, basically the the opposite of pretty much what uh, Andrew Cuomo functions. And uh, I think that the public uh, who haven't seen it, and many haven't, will uh, start to see more of that as as time goes on. Uh, but you have to keep in mind that for the last seven years, she's been uh, in uh, every part of the state from Niagara Falls to Montauk Point and Uh, She's uh, been in small towns, big towns, been at business meetings, labor meetings, uh, and so there's a lot of connection that already exists, and it seems that, that that's gone over pretty well. You don't see any pushback as far as that she's a negative or abrasive personality, some things that might be ascribed to the former governor.
0: Now, you're a blogger. How long have you been blogging?
1: uh for um, almost 7 years now
0: okay and what do you usually blog about usually it's
1: on local issues uh, uh i i wander into uh national um politics from time to time um but there's a whole lot of other uh, reporting and analysis of that and so uh that uh is, is less uh, interesting there's not something that I can contribute locally i I've had many many years of uh, uh participant experience in government and politics around here, and so i have I know the names and the players and the numbers and uh, i I spend time analyzing budgets I spend time with local elections this year uh recently the last several months so there's been a lot of activity for the mayor's race in Buffalo. And I've been uh, analyzing and reporting on that uh, substantially over the the last, last few months. And it's probably going to go on for at least another month after the election next week. And we wait for the counting of the write-in votes.
0: So you think, do you think on election night, the race for mayor in Buffalo, do you think it's going to be closed?
1: I think it uh, could very well be close. Uh, There's been polls that show Brown overwhelmingly winning. Uh, I I don't know how accurate those sorts of things are. Uh, Anecdotally, I I think there's a lot of energy in the the Walton campaign and the the Brown activity. They're spending a ton of money on on TV and other things like mailers. so I I, th- I think it could could very well be close. Uh, it's going to be interesting though because uh, uh, we on election night we'll have a pretty good uh, totaling of uh, Walton's vote uh, almost uh, instantaneously by eleven o'clock or so we should know uh, how many votes she got, but uh, the the Brown vote uh, won't be known. We we will have uh, an indication because if people fill in the little bubble next to where they write in his name then right. the machine will indicate that there were write-in votes. So if if there are substantially more write-in votes than votes for Walton, then it probably indicates that, um, you Brown's been reelected. Uh, conversely, if there's a lot more Walton votes than there are write-ins, then uh, she may have uh, won. Uh, and if it's kind of close between uh, the Walton vote, and the bubble's filled in for the write-in category then we're, we're going to wait uh, through the counting of the vote and probably legal challenges and other things that'll go on during November.
0: The, uh people across the street, street across the state are aware of the uh, race in Buffalo. <clears throat> Do you have any figures on how much money has been spent on the mayor's race in Buffalo?
1: Well, um as of the last reporting period uh, the, to the State Board of Elections, the official thing that the campaigns had was Brown had spent about a million six, uh, Walton had spent around uh, eight hundred thousand dollars or so, um, but that didn't include uh, the last couple of weeks of the campaign. So uh, directly on their own campaigns, uh, they probably will wind up spending totally. A, Around three or three and a half million dollars, but there's been a lot of pack money being thrown in uh, from out of town uh, a realtors uh, association nationally has been buying uh, mailers and doing other things for for byron brown uh, and then it's the number that I've heard is a couple hundred thousand dollars or more of that sort of stuff uh, The working families uh, party has thrown in three or four hundred thousand dollars. Uh, outside of uh, whatever Walton is doing directly, so when you add up all of that stuff, uh, okay. the uh, the total number probably be around four million dollars or so. Wow.
0: So I are you still blogging?
1: Yes, I am. Uh, I, so can you uh,
0: tell everybody I, uh, your your blog and how they could read what you what you write about?
1: Uh, well uh, the blog is called uh, politics uh, and dot com and i as i said i I've, I write about uh, local issues in western new york uh, as we get into 2022 uh, and the stuff that we've been talking about earlier about the governor's race the mm-hmm. attorney general campaign and stuff i I think mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of stuff that i'll be doing uh, related to the uh, to the state elections uh, uh, okay. and uh, uh, that that stuff will will certainly keep uh, keep me busy and give me a lot of uh, a lot of subjects to, to to pull into the blog and uh, politics and stuff. is done quite well. I've got a good readership. My uh, readers are leaders, or at least in Western New York. They're a lot of folks that who pay attention to it, and uh, I, I enjoy doing it. I'm uh, uh, retired, but I've had a long experience of working in government and politics and watching and observing and participating. And so I, I, I enjoy all of that stuff and it's, it's gone pretty well.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Ken Crowley, uh, who is Cooley, who is a blogger in the Buffalo area. We've been talking about Kathy Hokel. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Ken. I'm sure we'll talk again. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you, Cynthia.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.